The views depicted in this material are for information purposes only and are not necessarily those of Satera Advisor Networks, LLC. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Neither Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. Hello, it's great to see you and welcome to the inaugural episode of Wealth Insights with Mitch Silberman. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff. We thank you so much for jumping aboard here in the inaugural episode. And I've got really the star of our show, Mr. Mitch Silberman of Silberman Wealth Strategies. He's standing by. He'll be joining me momentarily. But look, first, I want to kind of give you, our audience, a lay of the land as to what you can expect on this show moving forward. You see, each episode, Mitch is going to be tackling a unique, complex financial relationship topic, a wealth management related topic. And he's going to be leaning on his years of experience. In fact, over two decades worth of experience in the financial services sector. You know, Mitch is going to be exploring these topics and ultimately, you know, harvesting some strategies that you can use to pursue that amazing life of significance that we're going to talk so much about uh, on this show. Uh, But look, we've got a great topic lined up for you today here on the first episode. It's a topic that, boy, is there just a lot to unpack within it. And we're going to probably hit this same topic in a few different ways in episodes to come. But today, we're going to give a nice high-level overview as to why it's so beneficial, why affluent families and business owners are using it on a regular basis these days, and why you should, of course, be considering it. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Mitch on to get today's conversation started. Hey, Mitch, how's it going? Good to see you. Great to be here, Ryan. I know this show's a long time coming. We're super excited to get rocking and rolling here on the first episode. And, uh, you know, Mitch, before we get into our topic today, I think it would be super helpful for our audience to kind of get get to know you. Uh, for those that are not familiar with you and your company, could you give us, you know, some of your personal and professional experiences that have led you to where you are today uh, and really, you know, what got you into the financial services sector as a whole in the first place? Sure. Well, depending on your age, you probably saw me on TV many times. I was a child actor. I started acting when I was five years old, and I did uh, quite a few movies, TV shows, commercials, voiceovers, modeling, you name it. I was on TV all the time as a kid, and it was a great experience. Uh, My parents did nothing wrong. The money I earned, which was quite a bit for a five- and six-year-old, they put into the bank, and it sat there and just sat there. And when I got older and got ready to go to college, I said, wow, I have a lot of money in the bank. So I used it to pay for college and buy used cars, travel the world, all worthwhile. And now the money's all gone. So I think subconsciously I feel if my parents had hired someone like me when I was little, I'd be really, really loaded today. So uh, high school, I majored in math. Uh, College, I majored in accounting. I went to work for what was then the ninth largest CPA firm in the world. It doesn't exist anymore. And so I've been in financial services since 1986. And uh, I kind of transitioned over in the early 90s Someone found me and said, hey, you're already in financial services. You do accounting, right? You're a CPA, right? I said, yeah. Well, instead of looking backwards and doing taxes and audits with people, why don't you help them look forward and plan their financial future? And I said, well, like, well, what do you do? How does that work? And I was hooked. I loved it. I am so passionate about sitting down with people and helping them plan the most magnificent future for themselves possible so they can live an amazing life of significance. 
I, I love that, Mitch. And, you know, your story is super unique in that, yes, you were a child actor. But one thing that I was thinking about earlier today is that while, yes, your story is unique to the outsider, you know, maybe myself even, uh, mm-hmm. it's not that unique for the area that you serve over there in California. This is a, a, a you know, a, an, a popular story, if you will. Yeah. Uh, in Southern California, there's lots of folks that make their living in and around the Hollywood area. And uh, mm-hmm. it's exciting. I mean, I really do love it. But what I found is no matter what someone's background is uh, or no matter you know where they're going in life, they have similar concerns. And it really boils down to, do I have enough? Am I going to run out of money? Uh, can I take care of my family and my, my legacy? Am I going to keep my money from being unjustly taken away in taxes or lawsuits? And really, everyone's focused on creating an amazing life of significance for them and those they care about. Sure. And Mitch, so I really appreciate you sharing kind of your background, letting, you know, our audience know a little bit more about you, uh, especially as we work towards, uh, you know, a lot of topics that we're going to tackle on this show. Uh, but hey, look, I want to get into today's topic because there's a lot to get into it uh, with regards to it. So as I was thinking about how I wanted to start our conversation, Mitch, I kept coming back to this one word and that's uncertainty. I mean, if you want to talk about uncertainty, look at the last year and a half of our lives between the COVID-19 pandemic, the presidential election, the vaccine rollout program, so many things causing not only personal uncertainty, but financial uncertainty as well. So Mitch, to get our conversation rolling on today's topic, let's start by talking about what is it that people can be doing right now to, you know, protect their finances and ultimately give them the peace of mind that they're looking for these days, given the levels of uncertainty that we've been seeing lately. You are so right, Ryan. Right now we have unprecedented levels of uncertainty, socially, politically, economically, and it's unnerving to a lot of people. But I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret. I don't control the stock market. Okay. So that being said, um, we're very planning driven and goal oriented. And I found in my 30 plus years in financial services, there is no such thing as a financial planning emergency. In fact, most emergencies arise from a lack of financial planning. So the key is really to say, you know, think of it this way. We've all used a nav system many, many times. What's the first question they ask you? Well, what do you have to put in? Where are you now? And what's the next question? Where are you going? Okay. So there's a lot of people who have done very well. They've accumulated a lot of wealth. They've made money, they've saved, they've invested well. So they kind of have an idea maybe of where they are now, although maybe they're not organized enough to know exactly where they are. And they have some idea where they'd like to go, but maybe there's not a number put into it. So Mitch, this planning process, uh, you know, it sounds like it's it's obviously beneficial. It's something that your, your affluent clients, you know, a lot of individuals, business owners, families are considering. Why is my next question. Why is this process so valuable and why should people be considering it given all that's been going on in our world? Yeah, it's crucial, Ryan, because, uh, you know, I typically don't work with people to make them wealthy. Mm. The typical folks I work with, they've already, they want me to help keep them wealthy. Okay. So what I found is over the decades, they've, they've done well. They've, they've earned, they've saved it, they invested, and they have kind of a hodgepodge. They have some stuff over here, some stuff over there, but there's no cohesive plan. There's no comprehensive approach. And furthermore, I'll tell you, this is, this is really crucial. I love being, um, what I'll call either personal CFO, financial quarterback, but somebody has to collaborate with a team of experts on the client's behalf. See, if you're in your 20s and you've got five, ten thousand 10000 to set aside, that's fantastic. You can either be do it yourself or you can sit with a financial advisor. But by the time you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, and you've accumulated a lot of wealth, 
You cannot just be between you and your financial advisor. What about the tax implications? What about the insurance implications? What about estate planning? There's so much that has to be involved. And when I ask people, when is the last time you sat down with all your key advisors at one time? And you know what they say? Never. Well, that's not okay. There's too much risk on the table. You don't want to plan for a risky retirement. You want to plan for a secure retirement, whatever that means to you. Right. And you mentioned a lot of good stuff there in terms of bringing in all these different parties to evaluate a current situation because it takes multiple levels and uh, you know variables of professionals to be able to address these topics. So when going through this planning process, though, Mitch, you know, it can it's, it obviously can be used to evaluate a handful of different things. Could you maybe share with us what some of the main ways this process is used? Uh, you know, what is it evaluating, essentially? Well, think of it this way. Uh when you go to see a physician, uh, they're going to ask you a lot of questions and it's in everyone's best interest that you answer honestly. And then at some point, forgive my crudeness, you have to disrobe, right? The doctor's got to do their job. So when I sit down with someone, we're going to ask a lot of questions about you, your goals, your dreams, where you are now, where you want to go, what's important about money to you. What are some things that have happened in your past that would help me and my team design a better financial plan for you? And then at this point, you're going to have to financially disrobe. We have to see where you are, what you have, what you own. And it's very illuminating. And we call this a discovery meeting because what we're trying to discover is how we can add value to your life. Uh, just like we sit down with people and they're interviewing me, I interview them. We want to make sure there's a great fit and there's really no point in moving forward. So really, it's evaluating where you are now, where you want to go, and how to best get you there with peace of mind along the way. I love the term discovery meeting. There is a lot to discover between the two parties. It just makes so much sense. So could you give me an example, Mitch, of maybe, and this could be real life, it could be a hypothetical example even, of maybe why someone was prompted to come see you for this discovery meeting to go through this process where they may be worried about something in particular? Yeah, Ryan, what I found is that the people I work best with, believe it or not, already have a financial advisor. Mm. So they realized early on, hey, I'm not a do-it-yourselfer. And I tell people, if you have the time, temperament, knowledge, and desire to do it yourself, then you should. That's fine. But when when I when someone realizes, hey, I need help with this, you know, maybe I could do it myself, but probably not, you know, not with these zeros involved, with these commas involved, and I need help. So I find oftentimes that there's something that triggers them, whether they're getting ready to retire, they sold their business, or they inherited money and they say, you know, the person I've been with for five or 10 years, I like them, I trust them, they, they, I think they're doing an okay job, but I would love to have a second opinion. I would love to have a stress test. I want to know for sure that I'm on the right path to maximize my chances of achieving all that's important to me. Well, so I love that. And also, what about on the flip side then? Uh, another example maybe of, you know, somebody coming in to go through this discovery process with you and after a conversation, maybe you borderline saved somebody from making a detrimental mistake because of their lack of planning on the front end. Yeah, um, boy, <laughs> over the last 28 plus years, there, there's quite a few examples. Um, I can imagine. I will tell you, I'm blessed to be part of this profession. There are a lot of tremendous, wonderful, ethical, smart uh, professionals that do what I do, and that's great. However, there's also financial assassins out there mm -hmm. that either they're not competent or maybe they have ulterior motives. I mean, I read about them all the time in, in my literature. So I, I've sat down with people, and I, I may look at what they own, and I say, so uh, 
share with me what was the reason behind this investment? Yeah, absolutely. So in, you know, in a situation like that, obviously it just comes down to proper planning on the front end. I mean, that as I'm sure you, our audience are going to hear from Mitch and myself throughout this show is proper planning on the front end can, can help you on the back end. Let's put it that way. Um, absolutely. So Mitch, in, in talking about this discovery process and this meeting, cause it's a process, I'm sure there's probably a lot that you've got to get through with a given client. This sounds like oh, to, to the layman, shall we say, it sounds like, okay, this is a very um, nor, you know, a meeting that has to happen, it, you know, it's mm-hmm. got to happen in order to kind of connect on that level and share the nuts and bolts of a given portfolio, so on and so forth. But what are the keys to having that process, that discovery meeting, that process mm-hmm. done well? Well, I think the key is to, to know what you have. I mean, mm-hmm. if I, you know, if I said to a client, well, how much money do you have invested? I don't know. Well, where is it? I don't know. What do you own? I don't know. I don't have, that really doesn't happen too often. It might happen for uh, inheritors, but really the key is, okay, we're going to meet a week from Tuesday at 10 a.m. My staff is going to send you a list of documents to have in advance so that we can maximize our time together. And I find it's very beneficial. The client often is forced to gather up all this data and gather up all their documents, uh, investments, estate planning documents, uh, taxes, tax returns, all these. And it's a very beneficial process for them because they're being forced to have a look at where they are now. And oftentimes I'll hear, wow, I didn't realize I was so wealthy, but it's funny. I don't feel wealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine it's a little bit of an enlightening process at the, when all is said yeah. and done after the meeting and, and I'm sure subsequent meetings after that. But, uh, you know, there's this really interesting conversation that comes with this discovery process uh, that I know is probably, you know, pivotal uh, with what you guys do. And that's, that's a little something called the human element and incorporating that into your conversation. So talk to me about this and what, where this lives within your conversations and ultimately why it's so important to be incorporating this. Very astute of you, Ryan. There's no saying people don't know how much you care. Uh, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. So it is all about the human element. It's all about the relationship. Um, you know, this this is this is a long-term relationship, long-term conservative wealth right. management. Everyone has to trust each other and feel good about it. So it's not come on in, show me your stuff, and I'm going to make some great recommendations for you. Well, at our discovery meeting, there are no recommendations. It's that old adage with a doctor. You know, a prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. I don't know what you need. I don't mm-hmm. know what your goals are. So this first discovery meeting is all about you. You know, where you are now, where you've come from, where you want to go, what matters to you, who matters to you. It's all about that emotional connection because we're on the same team and it's crucial that we achieve their results for their reasons. It's not about me. It's not about my team. It's Mm -hmm. not about the market. It's about them, their journey and having the best possible outcome that we can help create for them. I love that. I love your, your doctor analogy as well. Cause you know, sure. you don't want to provide any sort of, uh, you know, medication for us for a problem that might not exist. So that being said, when you're going through that, this is, this is probably, I mean, this is not a, a 20 minute meeting here that we're talking about. This yeah. is a thorough process that you're going through to, like you said, get, who matters to them? What matters? And these are some deep conversations. So when you go through this, Mitch, and you're going, you're doing mm-hmm. your, your discovery meeting with maybe even a new client, how do you really get in there to the heart of the client's goals? Because obviously it's beneficial to know them, but how do you really walk that walk and talk that talk uh, as you go through that conversation? It's something I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, money is just a tool. You know, mo- there's an old saying, money is a great servant and a terrible master. 
So when we welcome people into our office or digitally nowadays, uh, we sit them down, we get to know each other. I want to know about their family, their friends, their passions, any charitable organizations that are meaningful to them. And um, how do they get to this career? What did they learn from their parents about money and finances? What do they teach their children about money and finances? Do they want their last check to bounce or do they want to maximize a legacy for their family and causes they care about? So these are discussions that have nothing to do with money, if you think about it, nothing to do about investment recommendations. So the whole idea is to get to know each other, make sure there's a good fit, um, find out what your goals are. Goals I define as something that requires money and planning to accomplish. And after all that, a typical discovery meeting is an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. Then we put together a plan and we pick investments to help them achieve their goals in that plan. Got it. Okay. okay. So, so Mitch, when you're going through this process, maybe with a, a, I mean, for lack of a better expression, the super rich or a super affluent client, maybe with a net worth of, of a hundred million, $500 million in their portfolio. I'm sh- obviously, I'm sure they have a tremendous amount of access to expertise w- with that kind of portfolio. So could you maybe share then a lesson or two that can be learned from this group of people when they're going through this discovery process and these meetings, you know, for maybe a lesson that could be learned for somebody that doesn't even have that level of wealth? Well, most people don't have that kind of wealth. Sure. Even if you do, there's still issues that have to be addressed. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. But early on in my career, I learned about this concept called um, endowment style of investing. And when I read this article early in my career, and it said uh, the affluent investors don't typically only invest in mutual funds. You know, Ryan, I was so new. I said, well, what else is there? I didn't know. There's a whole universe out there that most people don't know about and don't have access to. Same thing with planning. The ultra wealthy have the very best advisors because they can afford it. But now because of technology and innovation, you can have a collaborative team of experts that come together on your behalf. Even if you're not ultra wealthy, I know who they are. I have access to them. They want to work with people. So the whole concept is if it's good enough for the ultra affluent, why isn't it good enough for people who are maybe not quite that category yet? So they deserve the same planning process, the same expertise, the same collaboration as the ultra wealthy do. And I'm very passionate about it because it works and everyone benefits and it adds tremendous value. Right. I, I love that. And it's it's not that this process is a one size fit all by any means. No. I mean, this is very custom tailored. You're you know, mm-hmm. it's what you had mentioned earlier, Mitch. It's what matters to you, who matters to you. It's all about you. I mean, there's a lot of mm-hmm. listening going on probably in your in your seat. Yes. Uh, so that being said, I'd like to maybe take a quick step back and and have you kind of walk us through that this, this discovery meeting, this experience really from the client's perspective, you know, first off, you know, if, if I'm a new client, Mitch, and I'm coming in Uh tomorrow for our our discovery meeting, what kind of questions are you going to ask me? Well, I'm going to back up one step further, Ryan. Uh, when we work with couples, not all of our clients are couples, it's imperative. They both come in and we'll hear things like, Oh, you know, I'm in charge of the finances. Like that's fine. But this planning affects both of your lives. I really need you to both be here. And I think they appreciate that. So my staff send out a list of things to bring with you. And uh, if they come into my office, which is great, we're open for business. If we meet virtually, still want them there together. But really, I kind of set the stage and I talk about our five-step personal CFO process. And step one is right now the discovery meeting. And they say, okay. And they seem to appreciate that we have a process. 
And so I really begin with questions. And I say, I, I want to walk you through the process. I'm going to ask you some questions so we can get to know each other a little bit. And that's where I really go through, you know, who they are, where they are, where they've come from, where they're going to go. And uh, I take notes. I have a saying that the sharpest mind is not as good as the dullest pencil. So I want to make sure I don't miss anything. So I will document it all. And it is a very thorough process. And, and I find sometimes people get very uptight about money. It hasn't happened too often, Ryan, but sometimes people come in with their arms crossed like, okay, what investments do you have? I said, well, hang on. No, no, no. We're not talking about investments today. We're talking about you and helping you and your family live an amazing life of significance. So let's get to know each other. Let's find out what brought you here. As a matter of fact, if you have an advisor, why are you here? What are you not getting from that current advisor? So it's, it's, a, it's a terrific process. And at the end, you know, I don't charge for a discovery meeting because I made a decision a long time ago. I wasn't going to charge someone to find out if I could help. You know, Ryan, I can't help you. Here's my bill. So that's not my business model. So I love doing a discovery meeting. I love getting to know people and I love putting them, giving them tools and putting them on the right path, whether or not we do business together. And yeah, Mitch, I, I love that. You almost took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to ask, Lastly, you know, what kind of assessment or, or, or value really is a client leaving and walking out the door at the end of the day? You know, what, what should they have? Do they, is it physically they have something with them or is it a, a sense of peace of mind? You know, what is it that they walk out the door with? Well, you know, my, my goal from the get go is always add value, whether or not we, we work together. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the meeting, I think there's usually clarity because clarity is power. Either it's, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to come in. I can tell you're very serious about making good financial decisions for your future. Uh, Based on what we've discussed today, it may not be a good fit. With your permission, I'd like to introduce you to another financial advisor that might be a better uh, fit for you. And um, also sometimes we'll prepare what I call uh, a financial roadmap. At the very least, we talk about, I, I try to give them clarity on two or three important goals that they've said are important for them to reach. Um, and what also their value hierarchy, like what they're trying to accomplish. And then overall, just an assessment of where they are at the very least, I think they have clarity, like, wow, I had no idea that we had all these policies or all these scattered investments, uh, or I had no idea we had this much net worth. So at the very least, I feel confident after all these years of doing this, that they leave saying that was worth my while, even though we're not going to do business. Of course, Mm -hmm. if we do think there's a fit, then we go to step two of the personal CFO process. And that's that's what we call a wealth strategy meeting, where I say, based on what you shared with me, and if I were in your shoes, this is what I would do. And then I walk them through that plan. Oh, man. Well, I'm excited because I know that there's going to be you know more conversations between you and I down the road in, as to what those next steps are within this personal CFO process. So, Mitch, thank you so much for, for not only peeling back the curtain and letting us get to know more about you, uh, but of course, also just learning more about your personal CFO process, why it's so valuable and why people should be considering it to help them. You know, hey, it's in the name of the show. Help them pursue that amazing life of significance. So thank you for your time today, Mitch. Really appreciate it been great. Thank you so much, Ryan. And look, we want to thank you, our audience, for joining us here on the inaugural episode of Wealth Insights with Mitch Silverman. Uh, You know, if you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard today, feel free to comment, subscribe to the show, share this information with friends and family. As you know, each episode, Mitch is going to be tackling a new financial-related topic and ultimately offering strategies to, to help pursue that amazing life of significance. So for Mitch Silverman, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long, and we thank you so much for joining us here on the inaugural episode 
episode of Wealth Insights with Mitch Silverman. Registered principal of and securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, doing insurance in CA as CFGAN Insurance Agency, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, a broker dealer and registered investment advisor. Advisory services also offered through Silberman Well Strategies Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Satera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. CA Insurance License Number OB. 24856. Registered branch address 2945 Townsgate Road, Suite 200 in Westlake Village, California, 91361.